welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. things that I found out that stops people from doing big things and great things is the fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. You're not certain what might happen, what could happen. Uncertainty of the future. Fear. But when it comes to greatness and doing big things with God, you have to draw the line that afraid or not, you will do what you have to do. So fear will not be a hindrance. Fear would be a motivation. It would be a motivation. Fear would not be what could, what could hinder you or stop you from doing the things that God is asking you to do. But it will motivate you. Alright. And um, some of the um, coaching sessions I take during the week. There's a particular course I take on and um, I've forgotten the title now but it borders on two things. I'm talking about success there. So I said there are two things that motivate for success. Either the, um, the desire to want to succeed or the fear of failure. Alright. So you can have a very strong desire to want to succeed and it will push you to succeed. And then you can also have the fear of failure. And that will also push you to succeed. So where you don't have a very strong desire that, oh, um, come what may, I'm going to succeed. And I'm going to drive myself and push myself and, and succeed in all the things that I want to do. Then there is also the part that you just don't want to fail. So that reality... When it dawns on you that failure is a possibility, it pushes you to want to succeed. When, when it dawns on you that it's possible for me to fail, especially when you've seen people around you who have tried to succeed in something and then they could not and then they failed. Maybe you've seen things happen to your parents or people around you growing up and then it just dawned on you that look, there is a possibility. So I shouldn't sleep. I should wake up. You know? So this day I was driving to, um, to one of my training sessions and I saw a man for about maybe about 60 years or so who was pushing cart. Elderly man. And then I said to the person beside me that do you think this man at the age of 20 planned to push cart at 50? said no I said so what happened I said life happened life happened as sad as it may sound that's his reality at the time so at 50 or 60 he was pushing cart and someone would have said that ah that's not my portion that's not my portion calm down 
come down. Nobody is saying that it's your portion. But there are certain things that you can do and maybe may not do that will land you, maybe not here, land somebody at 60, at 50, pushing cart. Pushing cart. So certain things are reality. Even right now, check yourself, ask yourself, I mean, look at your life. There's certain things you wanted to do at age, at age 12, 13. You were saying, oh, this is what I'm going to do at 20, at 25. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But then reality happened. And you find that you're not doing those things. And those things have not happened. You say, well, I still have time. At 40, at 50, I'm going to be doing this. Question, the truth is, whatever stopped you from doing what you wanted to do at 25 when you were 15 can still stop you from doing what you should do when you're 40, when you're 45. If you don't take action. So your inaction can bring you to a place where you don't experience greatness. Your inaction can put you in a place where the things that you wish would happen to you, they were just all wishes, but there were no action to it that could bring it to pass. And one of the things is fear. Fear is a strong, strong limiting factor in the lives of people, stopping you from doing great things. But it has not in any way, because anyone who has done great things who has done big things has at some point in his or her life had to deal with fear had to come in contact with fear had to you know um deal with the things that you feel that oh this is a stumbling block this is real big and i cannot do this because of this and i'm afraid what if it happens what if it doesn't happen All right so fear is a, is a strong factor but it shouldn't be what would limit you from doing the things that God has called you to do. Greatness is simple. It's simple. It's not hard. It's only a problem when it goes beyond um, what God will want you to do to ambition and jealousy and strive. And the reason behind your action is so that other people will know that you have arrived. Right. So that's not the essence of your greatness. The greatness that will come through you should come irrespective of people, but should be focused entirely on what God wants you to do. What God wants you to do. Last week I talked about uh, one of the mountains of influence. I talked about economy and business. You can get this message for that and listen to it. I talked about economy. So today i'm going to try to talk about two media and religion mark chapter one let's start from there mark chapter one and verse 35 mark chapter one and 35 says then rising very early in the morning while it was still dark he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed and simon and those who were with him searched for him and they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And casting out demons. So here is Jesus. Before that time, he had done great miracles. He had done um, great things. He had done wonderful things. And then the people 
were looking for him because of the things he did. They were searching for him because of the things he did. And I found out that in today's world, most people would rather do things and be quiet about it. Do things and not want to make some noise about it, which is okay to a level. But there are certain things that when you are involved in and you know that it's not about you, even if you don't talk about it, people will talk about it for you. Especially when what you're doing carries grace, is excellently done, is well packaged, people will talk about it for you. In um, in the business world, there's what we call in marketing. There's what we call um, customer experience. Customer experience. All right. So when you go to buy something from a store or any shop or anything what happens is you are treated in a particular way you are attended to in a particular way all right so what the store owner or the person attending to you wants to achieve is that they want you to come back am i correct they want you to come back so they attend to you in a particular way so that you will come back you become a customer you a regular customer all right when you leave that place something has happened to you you have had an experience in that place in that store in that business in that establishment you've had an experience so that experience that you've had will live with you then when you get to your own space it determines whether you talk about it or not so the company or the organization has not paid you for marketing but because you've had an experience a wow moment you leave that place and then you're telling your friends telling your neighbors telling the people around you that this shop is good this establishment is great they treated me like this i went there to buy this and wow the customer service was great what you have received is customer experience it used to be customer loyalty what people seek for in businesses they usually um, strive to get customer loyalty but beyond customer loyalty Customer loyalty will only make customers come again. But customer experience will make other customers come. So what every business, every organization, every um, product or service should strive for is customer experience. What kind of experience are you giving your customers? The people that come around you, that do business with you, what kind of experience are you giving them? I was at a, at a store um, earlier in the week. I went to buy some fresh juice. So I go there often when I go to wash my car. I just stop by, buy some fresh juice. So the lady there, um, I noticed two ladies uh, taking pictures and videos and stuff like that. So they approached me and said, Sal, would you mind, would you like us to take a picture of you or video or something? I said, oh, sorry. I am not okay for that to come up on social media and all that. She was like, oh, okay. Um, 
all right so while they were talking the lady apparently is one of the owners of the shop so she said her girl told her that Sir, ma he's our regular customer so she turned to me and says, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Please, can you give him one zobo? Give him one zobo. Add one zobo to his stuff. And then so the lady added one stuff to the juice I bought and all that. And then she said to me, said, would you mind please dropping up your details? Can we have your birthday and your phone number? And I said to myself, okay, this is beautiful. She's strategic about what she's doing because she wants to give not just an experience but a continuous experience so on your birthday you get a text saying that oh thank you for being loyal customer we just want to wish you a happy birthday today and perhaps they might say if you're going to stop by the shop today we have a free gift for you would you not stop by you will stop by even if it is a gift is a gift even if someone tells you i have a gift for you and it's one chocolate biscuit or a cupcake you feel somehow you have an experience you'll be like wow the fact that they thought about me they thought about me there's certain people that i used to pastor when i was in lagos i remember their birthdays and i sent them a message and say happy birthday they're like how can you remember you're in potacot you've gone for years and you still remember wow that's what always follows wow and the next thing you see i'm in lagos and they're like Pastor Joe. Wow, they're giving them an experience so whatever it is that you do if you want to make influence if you want to do big things understand that the experience that you give people will tell how high and the depth of what you're doing how well it will go so you're not just in business or in anything that you're doing for the sake of making money no you give people an experience so they said to jesus everyone is looking for you why are they looking for him he's giving them an experience he's giving them something a wow moment they've seen something about him that is making them wowed and they stopped everything they're doing they're searching for him they're searching for him looking for him everywhere so when people when you give people that experience they want to look for you and guess where they go to look for you social media the next thing they want to know what's your digital footprint the next thing they want to know is what are you where are you serving who are you who are your customers who are the people around you so because the digital uh, media right now is a platform where people go to look for people. If you tell somebody today, oh, ah, see this um, wristwatch I just bought. Very nice. Oh, where did you buy it? Ah, I bought it. So, so. Next you say, what's their handle? What's their handle? That's the next thing they ask. What's their handle? What's their contact? What's their? They, they're looking for you. Why? Because someone got an experience. So if you don't make yourself visible in a space where people can find you, then ask yourself, what exactly are you doing? Because people are looking for you. They're finding you. If you want to make influence, they'll, they'll find you. Do you know how many people I have, I have done business with that I know from, I don't know from Adam. Because I want something, I just go online and say, this thing. 
and it brings out a bunch of stuff i scrutinize check 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 here check here check here and then boom i find one person and i get what i want done don't know the person from adam that's the society we're in right now that's the time and the season we're in right now you never know you never know you never know someone someone said to um i think it was alibaba also one time i've been seeing what you're doing how there's a media space i've been seeing what you're doing i've been seeing what you're doing it's a media space so if you want to have influence you want to control systems and you want to do big things with god make yourself visible there are many ways by which you can make yourself visible wherever people congregate wherever um, resources congregate make sure you're there make sure you're there make sure you're there associations groups networks of people make sure you're there mark chapter 1 and verse 27 it says and they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying what is this a new teaching with authority he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him and at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding regions of galilee question was it jesus that took his fame and began to spread it everywhere no it was the people he gave an experience to that took his fame and the same way if you give people bad experiences what do you get bad reviews so you have a product you have a service online and then you see your reviews when people want to shop for stuff they check reviews have you ever bought what I got? Ordered, but that's what I got. Uh-huh. They give you a review. And then before too long, you find that nobody's patronizing your business. Nobody's is reaching out to you. Why? Because you have a bad review. So they said to him, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. They obey him. Powerful review review as at once his fame spread everywhere he had influence he had influence he had influence because he gave an experience and then he got a good review I'll give you three things where the mountain of media is concerned number one you have influence with God don't don't first seek to have influence with people as a child of God, you seek to have influence with God. You have influence with God. Instead of Jesus, he said, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And there he prayed. The first thing is not to step out on your own. No. The first thing is to stay in with God. When you want to have influence with men, you have influence with God first. So it's not about 
God, it's about, it's not about people, it's about God. It's about God. It's about God. When you have influence with God, people come looking for you. They come looking for you. They come looking for you. I remember when, when God was talking to me about Daniel and the Lord told me that there was a car for him. The day the car came, I was looking for him. I started calling his line from 7 a.m. in the morning. Switched off. I said, what kind of a thing is this? Called and called and called and called. Switched off. <laughs> so I went, I went somewhere um, close to his house, somewhere around that side. So on my way back, I said, let me try one last time. I called, 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 called. It now picked. I said, ah, all men seek thee. And guess what he said? He said, when I woke up this morning, I just felt like spending time with God. Chai! And then the Holy Spirit said, I should switch off and just spend time in his presence. I said, it's a good spending. It's a good spending. It's a good spending. May you be in the presence of God when blessing is looking for you. It's looking for you. You say, ah, I need to rush out. I need to rush out. They tell us that early to rise. Early to what is it? When you rise early. Um, no, there's a way they say it in Yoruba. No, no, not that one. There's a way they say it. No. Ushara on Monday. So you quickly, ah, it's Monday morning. And then the Holy Spirit is prompting you, stay with me. Stay with me. He knows that, okay, your, what you do in your business is not timed, you know, where you have to be at work at a particular time. You, you control your own space. And he's saying, stay with me. Uh -uh. Tell your neighbor, you get why. You stay with him. Have influence with God. Because when you step out at that time, you step out with power. And then God is out there setting things for you, setting things for you. And then they come out and say, all men seek you. All men seek you. When Pastor Omi got her job, should I enter your story a bit? The same thing. She wasn't looking for it. She did, do you know the person from anywhere? From nowhere. But she entered her cocoon and stayed with God. Then somebody was looking for her. Have influence with God. Don't be worried about people that have gone ahead of you. Say, ah, this person has 60,000 followers. I just have 32 and a half. And then, no. Stay with him. Stay with him. Stay with him. Yeah, they all have um, customers. They have um, 50 customers, 100 customers. You just have two. It's okay. Stay with him. When you've had influence with him and you come out, people start looking for you. Number two, you stay within your assignment. Jesus was not bothered about the fact that, hey, people were looking. He wasn't distracted by that. No. To him, to, to focus on that would be a distraction. No. He said, and he said to them in verse 38, after they've told him, 
everyone is looking for you the normal thing for every normal person because jesus was not normal every normal person to do was say, hey they're looking for me yeah let's go let's go no when they found him say everyone is looking for him. he said and he said to them let us go to the next towns that i may preach there also stayed within his assignment He said, that's why I came out. That's why I came out. That's why I came out. And number three, raise men. Don't walk alone. Don't walk alone. There is a limit to what you can do alone. There's a limit. At some point, you are going to need partners to help you bring in the plenty fishes. At some point, you are going to need people. Don't walk alone. You can shout and scream. But when your voice needs to go far and wide, it is people that will carry it, not you. It's people that will carry it. And if you don't give them that experience, how will they carry your voice far and wide? No. It said in verse 39, And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. So he went about his assignment, doing all that. And in verse 20, they said, At once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding regions of Galilee. How did it spread everywhere? People carried it. He wasn't the one that did all the work. No. People carried it. He spread, said, you will preach both in Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost part of the earth. The disciples didn't do the uttermost part of the earth. Some other people carried it from there. They carried it from there. So don't, don't walk alone. Raise men. Raise people. Have partners. Train people. In that business, in that establishment, invest in people. It's a difficult thing to invest in people, but you will have the benefit at the end of the day. In the long run, you will be better off for it. You'll be better off for it. Raise people. Raise people. Glory to God. Let's talk about the mountain of religion. Galatians 2 and verse 1. It said, Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles in order to make sure that I was not running or had not run in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised. Though he was a Greek, yet because of false brothers secretly brought in who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we, that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might bring us into slavery. To them we did not yield in submission even for a moment. So that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. And from those who seemed to be influential. What they were makes no difference to me. And God shows no partiality. Those I say who seemed influential added nothing to me. On the contrary when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel 
to the uncircumcised just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised for he who walked through Peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised walked also through me for mine to the Gentiles and when James and Cephas and John who seemed to be pillars perceived the grace that was given to me they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me that we shall go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised every one of us have a call from God God has called you and I for one thing or another to have influence based on the calling and the grace of God that is upon us however we're not all on different levels when that calling is concerned we all operate at different points where that calling is concerned and no one's calling shall threaten the other person's calling when God has called you to a particular space when God has called you to a particular um, work to do you do well to embrace that space that he has called you to do completely and to do, without fear for anything or anyone Paul said after 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem and I went up because of a revelation because of a revelation most people when they do ministry they do ministry because of what other people are doing they do ministry because of what they see other people do how other people are doing it and their goal in ministry is to be better than the other person so they ask themselves what is this person doing how can i be better than this person what is this person doing how can i be better than this person so they strive and everything to be great is so that they can be better than the other person but that's a wrong mindset to have we all have different callings we all have different grace a call to different things he said i went up by revelation that was said through me he said the gospel that i proclaim among the gentiles in order to make sure i was not running or not very interestingly you know paul said i was sent to the gentiles peter was sent to the jews if you look at their profile and look at who they are you would have thought that Paul who is an intellectual would have been the best person to be sent to the Jews and Peter would have been the best person to be sent to the Gentiles but God said that's your timetable I'm not following that but in my own timetable you Paul who seem to be the intellectual I'll send you to the Gentiles so imagine Paul going to them and trying to give them the exegesis of the doctrine of the Levitical and all that because he's, he's, an, he's an intellectual I know you're talking about Pastor Paul Peter 
the Jews would have better understood Paul than Peter. But that was man's sighting. Sometimes you think that, oh, God should have called me into this, into that. But understand the grace of God upon your life. So number one thing there is you magnify your calling. 1 Corinthians 1.26 says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. It said, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And God chose what is low and despised in the world. Even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. No human might boast in the presence of God. So when you are saying that, oh, I want to do great things in ministry. I want to do great things for God. Understand that it's not based on your own intellectual capacity. No, it's based on the grace and the calling of God on your life. I want to move my own things for God in ministry. It's based on the grace of God upon your life. It says, so that it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. Number two, celebrate grace, not title or position. No. Celebrate grace of God upon people. Not title, not position. If you are setting yourself up for greatness, you have to recognize grace. Because if you cannot recognize grace in people, hey, it will be difficult to recognize the grace you carry. You can't recognize the grace of God in people. It will be a struggle to recognize the grace that you carry. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 10 says, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. So I'm not looking at your skill. I'm looking at the grace of God upon your life. And my own is to lay the foundation. Someone else is building. So I'm recognizing that the grace upon me is to lay foundation. And not a person has grace to build it. Another person has grace to build it. So let each one take care how he builds upon it. I've done my part. Someone else will come and build upon it. So I will recognize that grace too. So for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid. Which is Christ Jesus. So even when you try to push to say that, oh, you are doing more or you are doing better. No, you need to recognize that even whatever foundation you try to lay, Christ, the foundation Christ has laid is the best foundation of all. And no other foundation can anyone lay than what Christ has laid. No other foundation. So celebrate the grace of God and not title not positions no you find people you are classmates and then one day you find that oh the person has been made a pastor you say hey you Johnette, come here ah, calm down you might be age mates but you are not grace mates grace distinguishes 
you find people who are better than you learn from them learn from them the reason people are doing big things is that they know something you don't know be humble enough to ask questions they know something you don't know say ah when this one starts we will only do this thing since 20 years in just that last year if nobody say in get connect come on no recognize that there is grace upon that person to do something and if you need to learn from the person learn from the person you cannot do big things without learning from other people that carry grace you cannot you cannot when pride sets in and you cannot because of pride get to humble yourself before people to learn from them you will never rise up and you will never do big things you will never do great things and that's what god wants to do he wants to do big and great things so celebrate grace not title not position say ah we started this business i started it when i was in school you when did you start <sighs> then lastly be christ centered be christ centered be Christ centered. Say for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Be Christ centered. Say this thing I want to do in ministry that God has called me to. Let my focus be Christ. Let it be centered on him. Because if I'm Christ centered, and I know that Christ is all about big things, all about great things. Then I won't be in competition with anyone. I'll be in competition with anyone. I'll be on my lane, running my race. My focus is Christ. My focus is not the other person. My focus is Christ. My focus is entirely Christ. Stand to your feet, church. Say out loud, greatness is simple. We are the ones that complicate it. It's very simple. It's very simple. And there are many things that prompt why we complicate the greatness that is simple. Many things. There's fear. There's ambition. There's inferiority complex. There are many things that just water that greatness down. But that shouldn't be your story. There's greatness in each of us and every one of us. And God expects that when we follow him carefully, he will bring out that greatness in us. Glory to God. Lift your hands to him. And say, Father, there is greatness in me. Let me find that greatness and follow the principles that will bring it out from me. Let me find that greatness. Let me find it. Let me find it. So that I can do big things with you. I can do big things with you. Big things with you. I want you to pray and say, God, wherever I need to make a change, wherever I need to make an adjustment, Help me to make that adjustment so that my life can be fashioned after you 
and I can do great and mighty things for you. In the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.